Good morning, church. Good morning, church. <laughs> that was better. Happy Palm Sunday. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll get into Palm Sunday a little bit later today, I think. Uh, and you guys will be more excited about uh, the Savior of the world entering Jerusalem as predicted a thousand years before his birth. But whatever, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Home Church. We are excited that you are here with us today. Uh, whether you are joining us in person, uh, which we highly encourage, we are doing it safely if you are concerned about that in any way, uh, or if you're viewing us online wherever you are, uh, or whenever uh, you are, we are excited that you have chosen to take a little bit of time this week and, and grow in the word of the Lord with us and allow us into your lives to help impact you with that. We do have a few announcements to, before we get started. Tomorrow is our weekly Zoom prayer meeting. It's at 7 p.m. The email for that will be sent out on Monday, uh, tomorrow afternoon. And then Thursday is the Zoom youth group meeting. Thank you, Carlos. I'm going to get a better following throughout time. Uh, the link for that will be emailed out on Thursday, and we are having our annual church meeting on April 11th after the second service. Everybody is welcome to attend that meeting. We're going to be having baptisms next week on Easter Sunday. That's better. If you are interested in getting baptized, please let Pastor Carlos know. It is a great way to showcase off your faith, to grow in it, and obviously is a representation of the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are going to be having an Easter egg hunt for all of our kids after the second service on Easter. That is next week, April 4th. And this Friday, April 2nd, is Good Friday. And we will be remembering everything that Jesus went through for us with Stations of the Cross. The church will be open from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday. So come on in and take a deeper look at uh, the suffering that Jesus went through for us. We are having um, our second of two membership classes today after church. The class is for anybody who's interested in becoming a member or who wants to learn a little bit more about who we are, what we do, and, and what we stand for here at Home Church. Lunch is provided. Um, they wanted you to register early, but I'm sure they will take a late come in if you uh, really want to join us. Uh, and now we're going to move on to Children's Church, so let's welcome up Miss Anita. Come on, kids. Brittany, Brittany, I want to say thank you for decorating my folder. I had a surprise when I got in my bag. <laughs> okay, kids. Let's see. We started off with a stiff-necked giraffe. Then we had a penguin. And last week we had a cuddly lamb. So sweet. Can you guess what's in here this week? Do you think you can take it to bed with you? It's something completely different. You ready? <gasps> what is that? That's an astronaut's helmet that you take into space. Are you ready to go to space? <sighs> Did you know that if you're in space, you can be right next to somebody, you could shout at the top of your lungs, and people wouldn't be able to hear you? 
And that's not because this got in the way. It's because voices travel on sound waves. And sound waves need something to travel on, like the atmosphere or the air on Earth. Since there is no atmosphere in space, sound waves have nothing to travel on. So the only way astronauts can talk to each other is through radios, which they have in their helmets. But God does not need sound waves or radio waves to hear us. That's because our prayers carry our voices directly to God. So if God, who created the entire universe, is ready to listen to whatever we say, why aren't we praying more? At least part of the answer is that we get distracted. We get busy with school. We get busy with church. We get busy with sports, family, friends, and a million other things. Then, of course, there is texting, video games, TV shows, movies, computers, our phones, and the list just goes on and on. In the middle of all of these exciting things, God calls us to be still and just pray to him. Praying is when we praise God for who he is, thank him for what he's given us, and ask him for what we may need. The best way to start your day is in prayer. Lord, every morning you hear my voice. Every morning I tell you what I need, and I wait for your answer. That's found in Psalms chapter 5, verse 3. Praying is so important that Jesus, God's son, took time to pray. In second service, we will follow Jesus through the days before Easter. He rides a donkey, and he even visits a garden. Thank you, God, for wanting to spend time with me and always listening to me. And here's something to remember. Monkey say, monkey do, Jesus prayed, and so should you. Have a good day. Thank you, Miss Anita. Um, I cannot think of a better uh, children's church sermon to go into a time of giving and worship. So we want to uh, thank everybody who has been faithful in all of your tithes and offerings over this time. We, as a reminder, want to let you know we do have three ways that you can give. We can accept it in person through the box by the sanctuary. You can mail in a check, or you can uh, visit our website and click the, the Give tab. I say it every week, so you guys probably know what's coming, but it's always true that God can do so much with so little, and he appreciates obedience more than sacrifice. And so we ask that you would honor him through your finances, and commit to giving to his mission on earth. At this time, we're going to go into some prayer before we worship, so if everybody would bow their heads. Lord, we want to come before you today as a congregation. 
We want to ask for your blessings with one heart and one mind here. To bless this group, whether they're here in the building or watching online, to receive your word and to receive life application through it. We ask that you would accept our praise and accept our honoring of you as we prepare to go into the week that represents your sacrifice. We thank you for the forgiveness and the mercy that you have been showing us and the promise that you will continue to show it to us. And we ask for the strength and humility to be able to honor that sacrifice and that mercy by living in that way out amongst the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Morning, church. Let's all stand to our feet. How many know that the Lord has risen? still God even despite our problems even despite our heartaches our mistakes that we make and he breaks the power of sin and darkness in our lives if we let him who breaks the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes, Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You
God, amen. And as I look over this crowd, I can see people who have gone through some hard times, and you're here this morning by God's grace with everything that has happened, still here worshiping His name. And uh, I want to lift up, um, as we continue worshiping the Lord this morning, I want to lift up our brother. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, it hurts when we lose a loved one, especially a mother. And uh, I just want to pray for our brother P. Uh, Millam. He is our cameraman. And uh, he lost his mom. And I want to lift him up this morning. Can we do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Pepe, could you come down? And uh, pray for uh, our brother P. This morning. Amado Padre, a veces eh, el silencio dice más que las palabras cuando uno ve que un ser querido está en la gloria tuya. Señor, recibelo, recibe a Pita en tu gloria, Señor. Da consuelo a su familia, da consuelo a sus amigos, amistades, amigos que quedan en esta tierra, Señor. Bendíceles a ellos y dales fortaleza para que sigan en el camino tuyo, Señor, y que sean ejemplos de vida, ejemplo y testimonio de vida, para que pronto todos esperemos, estemos junto a ti, Señor. Maranata, ven, Señor. Oramos en el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Thank you, Pastor Pepe. How many know our God speaks multiple languages? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll never forget we were praying one time, and somebody was praying in a different language, and somebody said, you know, I can they redo that in English, please? And of course they could, but I thank God he speaks multiple languages. Hallelujah. So my life you have been faithful. 
I will sing of the goodness of God all my life. Father, we thank you for this time that we can come into your house and worship your name once again. Lord, there's someone here this morning who is in need of not only your word, but some spiritual food. And I pray by your grace and mercy that you uh, would go before me, speak before me, let your word go forth with power in your name, that your name be the glory, your name be glorified. I pray, Lord, this morning you would change a heart, speak to a life, bring a backslider back home. All those who are watching online, virtually, Lord, I pray that you would just stretch through the airwaves and touch a life who's at their house right now or in their car, wherever they're at, maybe at work. Thank you, God. You are wonderful. You are worthy to be praised. And together... We are here for one purpose and one goal, and that is to learn and grow, to receive, and to take what we've learned today outside these four walls and share it to others who don't know you. Bless it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I don't know if you guys, um, we have uh, a new member on the team. Uh, April, before you go anywhere, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. People, palms, praise is what I titled this sermon. I don't know why, I just feel there's someone here who doesn't feel, um, you don't feel appreciated. Uh, and it's more than just a, hey, you're doing a great job. You really do some things that no one notices. And you've been doing things for a long time and you just feel very unappreciated. And my prayer is that if today you're feeling just fine, there will come a day where you feel unappreciated. And I pray that you go back to this word. We're going to take a small journey. Who's ready to go on a journey with me? Amen. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Well, well, we'll see you after the service. The next couple of weeks, today begins here Palm Sunday. Somebody say Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. 
Palm Sunday, Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Most of us already know something about Palm Sunday. Jesus is riding a what? A donkey, not a horse, not a, not a big steed. He's riding a, a donkey, uh, which symbolizes peace. Uh, what a humble entry into the city where a, a crowd has gathered, pulling palm branches down. Amen. That would have been me pulling the palm branches down, laying my coat down, screaming and chanting. Hosanna, Hosanna, the highest. The story is in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Somebody's reading their Bible. Thank you. Amen. The rest of you, I will pray. All four Gospels, this story, you can, you can read it from four different points, four different people. It's like being, if you're new to church, it's like if you're, if you're there at the boxing fight, if you're there at, a, at an event, and, and you get the story from four different people, how many know it's going to come out a little different? Different times, maybe, maybe this one was five minutes before that one, maybe this one was an hour later, we don't know, but four different viewpoints. And today we're going to be reading out of Luke, because Luke is the only one they don't say Hosanna. Matthew, Mark, and John, they're all chanting Hosanna, but Luke. And so let's start Luke 19, chapter 19. I'll give you some time. Who brought their Bibles today? Who brought their word? Amen. Their cell phone, iPad. Amen. Say amen when you're ready to read with me. Okay. We got one lady ready. Let's give it another minute. Luke is somewhere in the middle. It's after Matthew. Amen. Mark. Mark. Well, yeah, I got Matthew's a good starting point. Luke 19, 28. Let's read. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Wow. I mean, our God likes things that are pure. Amen. Amen. That's a whole other sermon, but anyways. Unite it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you, uh, uh, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. I love the scripture right here because there's this Tesla that I saw. And I want to just go to the dealership and say, hey, the Lord said the Lord needs it. But we'll see if that, I don't know. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? Just like the manager at Tesla would ask me. They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. Verse 36, as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voice uh, for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the, what's that word right there? 
Pharisees, thank you, some of the Pharisees and the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus said, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. In every heart, there's a desire to be appreciated, to be recognized, to be respected for all the good work we have done. No one ever complains when they walk into a room. Of course, they might blush and say, stop, you don't have to. But no one ever complains when they walk into a room and the room stands up the crowd and people clap. No one ever gets upset when people applaud them for the good work they've done. I don't know about you, but I love it when I come home and my kids jump up and scream, Daddy, Daddy. It's an amazing thing. You walk through the doors, a, a long day of work, you know, hard day. I can see some of you guys are like, oh, don't you just read the Bible all day? No, I, 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 have, I have a few days that are tough, uh, more than just reading the Bible. You come home and the kids just jump up, Daddy, Daddy. It's just, it just puts this, I, there's times I never want them to grow up. And there's times I'm like, man, I can't wait. It's the, wow, we got an amen, all right. <laughs> it's the human desire to be appreciated that makes the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem so eye-opening for me. Before Palm Sunday, Jesus' ministry, some would say, has been a failure. He's been isolated in Galilee, in this depressed area. Really, it was a ghetto. He has been rejected by people because he was born to a teenage mother under some shady circumstances. He has come from Nazareth, and how many know nothing good can come from? The Pharisees have tried to discredit him at least twice. A mob has formed. They try to kill him because his teachings are unpopular. His followers at most were 5,000, but once they found out the food was gone, it went down to 100, because how many of you know, you find out who your true friends are when all the money's gone. Yeah. Yeah. 5,000 to 100 when they found out there's no more bread and fish. His disciples, his own disciples are a bunch of nobodies, and they don't even know who he is. So many would say Jesus' ministry was a failure. No matter how many miracles Jesus performed, he never made the top ten. His Instagram page, if there was one, was never a hit. He wasn't on the Religion Today magazine. He didn't get invited to preach at Hillsong United. But Jesus now enters into Jerusalem and everything has changed. I love this. Everything has changed now. He's the man of the hour. The crowd has gathered celebrating him. He is the VIP. He is the man. And you know Peter's right there going, yep, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is it. We made it. See, I told you, Matthew. Hey. We made it. What does Jesus do? In the book of Matthew, Mark, and John, Jesus ignores the crowd. Like the crowd doesn't matter. This is why Jesus is so much better than me, because if I would have been unappreciated for so long, people trying to kill me, please, and all of a sudden now I'm coming into Reno and I'm on a, maybe not a donkey, maybe like a, you know, maybe what, what car, what, what car would you pick, uh, Mike Dresbach? What, what, Lamborghini, what would you? Okay, there we go. You know, just rolling into town. I would have said, hey, it's time. I would have got my phone out and said, guys, Instagram live, look what happened. Look what's going on now. I would have made a donkey out of myself. <laughs> Literally. But Jesus here does something completely different. What is Jesus trying to teach us about human praise? What is Jesus trying to teach me about the acceptance of men. Maybe Jesus is teaching us that the praises of people can never affirm the calling of God on your life. Amen. Jesus knows this crowd, this group of people could not confirm what the Father has called him to do. And that was to sacrifice his life on the cross. That's why he came, amen? Just because someone likes it or approves it does not mean that God has ordained it. We have to be careful of making the approval of man the same as God's calling. We live in this world, it's a celebrity you could be an instant celebrity. You can get on your phone and have not an ounce of talent or not do anything for society. Get on there and just talk and gain 100,000 followers. And instantly, you're a celebrity. And you got teenagers all across the world, people that, that are even in their older ages trying to, you know, how many likes did I get? How many comments? Who, who commented? Who liked? Who? The approval of man. And we have to be careful. We have to make a decision between chasing after the approval of man or the approval of God. Not just the crowd, maybe the person you live with, maybe your spouse, maybe your parents. There's a lot of people who always try to appease the person they love. They don't want to let them down. But I've known so many people. I, let me just say, I thank God that my wife, when God was calling me into the ministry, didn't say, honey, you're making over $100,000 right now. What are you talking about doing this? That's not what, you, well, you've worked too hard. Yeah, right. sure. Honey, I want to I make you happy, but God comes first. Yeah, that's right. And I so thank God I have a wife who puts God first in her life. That's right. yeah. Yeah. 
when Jesus enters into Jerusalem, they're crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna. For those who grew up in church know, no, Hosanna's not a title. Hosanna's not a name. We know this already. Hosanna means actually, it means save us. Hosanna. The people want to be saved from what? The political oppression of Rome. He's here. He's here to save us. Hosanna. So when Jesus enters into Jerusalem, they're saying, save us from Rome. But how many know Jesus did not come to save them from Rome, but he came to save them from sin. And they missed it. They missed it. He's here. Just like so many people today come to church or don't go to church, pray to God. He, he's not there to meet their need at that time and they miss it because he is not here to save us from our problems. He's here to save us from sin. That's why he came. And the only way for Jesus to acknowledge Hosanna is to abandon what God has called him to do when the crowd screams. The only way for you to abandon what God has called in your life is when the person you love most is telling you, hey, no, you've done, no, what are you doing? But God is telling, no. Jesus now sitting on that donkey has a decision to make. Do I stay committed to God and what God has called me to do? Or do I bow to the crowd and appease them? I'll be honest, if I was, I would have said, you know, God, what's the big problem? Yes, I came to die for their sins, but they need some help right now. Why don't we just appease the crowd? We can win them over. We could do some good here. Uh, I'm not taking a, a third of the angels with me. I'm not, do, I'm not pulling a Lucifer here. I'm just, this is a good, these are your children. But he has not come to save them from Rome, but to save them from sin. And these very people who are chanting Hosanna are looking at him like, yes, you're here, but... In the back of his mind, he's going, that's not why I'm here. I came to tell you sometimes what the crowd wants you to do is not what God has called for you to be. And one of the quickest ways for the enemy is to pull you outside of God's will, is to tempt you with this thing called human approval. Because once you begin searching for it, human approval, you become addicted to it and you will abandon what God has called you to do. Because we believe if people applaud, if people clap, if our parents are proud, if, then it must be, if the money is good, well, it must be God. I believe the reason why Jesus can't ignore this crowd is because he has spent enough time with God. To know what God wants from him. 
This is no confused Jesus. This is the Jesus who spent 40 days in the wilderness and knows what God wants from him. This is Jesus who, who was at the Jordan River and saw the Spirit of the Lord descend. Amen? This is Jesus who stood in the temple and said, The Spirit of the Lord is, a, is upon me, for I know what God has called me to do. I know what God has called me to do. I want to tell you this Palm Sunday. He told me, the more time you spend with me, the less you'll seek after human approval. There's nothing wrong with wanting to, to give a compliment or, or to, to want to receive a, a compliment, but God told me, the more time you spend with me, not just writing sermons, Not just going to the hospital and praying for people. That, that doesn't, no, no, no. The more time you spend with me, the less you'll seek after human approval. The more time you spend praying, he said, the less you'll be tempted by human claps. The more I know that God's content with me, the less I'll care about whether someone likes me or not. Not that Jesus walked around not caring if people liked him or not, but there's a lot of people who didn't like him, but he knew that he was right with God. And my prayer is, Lord, you know I want to I wanna please people. I want people, to, I want people to be happy, I want, but not at the expense of your will. The strongest people in the kingdom of God, the strongest people who are serving the Lord are the ones who are convicted and compelled to do what God has called them to do and not sacrifice it for anything or anyone else. Let me tell you why Jesus ignores this crowd. That's what I get here. In Matthew, Mark, John, this crowd that's been following him all the way from Galilee. This is not the crowd that's been, that's been in the trenches with Jesus. This crowd, when he shows up, this is not the crowd who knows what he's been through. The scene was been going on. This crowd is what you call a Johnny-come-lately. They're just fans. They're not followers. Because in John, it says what? They heard about this man named Jesus who rose this man from the dead. His name was Lazarus. They heard. So what do they do? Oh, this is the man. This is the guy. This is not the crowd who's been in the thick and thin with Jesus. They're just fans. They're not followers. This crowd that is clapping for Jesus will be the same crowd outside of Pilate's house days later chanting, crucify him. I'm going to tell you right now, 
<laughs> See, Jesus, Jesus knew people can abandon you, but he knows the Father will never leave you nor forsake you. Friends can't abandon you. People who said they got your back, I will never, uh, th that would never happen. They, it, will, it can happen, but God in heaven will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Just remember the things people compromise for. Will be the same things that abandon them. Matthew, Mark, and John says nothing. They, they are yelling Hosanna because all they want from him is to save them from their situation. Hosanna. But Jesus does speak up in Luke, which we read this morning. In the Gospel of Luke, the Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, can you, can you tell these people who are chanting, uh, chanting your name, can you tell them to, to tone it down a bit? You ever feel like that in church? You're worshiping the Lord and somebody's like, hey, calm down. Hey, they want to worship like this? That's fine. I like to get excited for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? The Pharisees say, hey, can you tell them to, to tone it down, please? Take it down a notch. You, you, they don't need to do all that. And Jesus says, this is what's crazy, because you go to Luke. Jesus applauds the crowd and Luke, but Matthew, Mark, and John, Jesus says nothing. And I was in prayer, and I'm going, wow, this is crazy. In every other gospel, the crowd is crying Hosanna as if they're asking Jesus what they want. But in Luke, verse 37, can we get that? Luke, verse 37, says the crowd was not just praising Jesus, but they were also glorifying God for everything he has done and everything they had seen. Everything they had seen? This is the part of the crowd that stuck with Jesus. These aren't just fans. They are followers. They know him. And they're not just praising Jesus. They are praising God. Giving God the glory. And Jesus says, and look, I, I, can't, I can't tell them to be quiet. I can't tell them to calm down because the rocks will start worshiping him. Because nothing can stop my father from getting all the glory. Nothing can stop my father from getting all the glory. So here's what I'm trying to say. Jesus says, I can, I can accept it. I can, you can, hey, it's fine, but as long as you don't limit it to me. It doesn't stop here. It's all because of God. I need to make sure that God is getting the glory. I'll never forget somebody at work years ago got a promotion. and They had the perfect opportunity to 
to really, because it was a miracle, we prayed. And they got up there and they said, yeah, it's all the hard work, dedication. I, yeah, and they're right. It was hard work. But God is the one who got it for them. It was God who got them through. And not one time did they say, thank you, God. Or it was because of God. It stopped right there. Matthew 5, 16, it says, let your light shine. Shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine. There's nothing wrong with your light shining. There's nothing wrong with people saying, hey, wow, this is a bright, you're bright. But why? That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Does your life bring glory to God? Church, does our life bring glory to God? Does our Facebook page bring glory to God? Does our conversations bring glory to God? The people we hang out with, do they bring glory to God? The stuff we talk about, the pictures we have hanging up at work, do they bring glory to God? Does our life this morning bring glory to God? If it was you on that donkey, would you have appeased the crowd? Would you have said, hey? Because how many know Jesus could have snapped his fingers and Rome could have been flattened? <laughs> right? Hey, God, you'll understand. Hosanna's cool. There's nothing wrong with the word Hosanna. I love the song. But Jesus says, I'm not here to be Hosanna. I'm here to be your Savior. I'm here that your life may be changed and transformed. That you may spend eternity with me. Because I could do a temporary fix right now. I can, I can, but the real issue and the problem is your heart. It's your sin. It's good to go into all the world and feed the hungry and help. That's good. But if sin continues to stay in the hearts of men and women, nothing's going to change. Jesus says, I'm not here to appease the crowd. I'm here that I may do what God has called me to do. Who here wants to obey God? Amen. amen. Let's bow our heads. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with making your mom and dad proud. There's nothing wrong with your spouse uh, congratulating you. And there's nothing wrong with getting compliments. But never at the expense 
God's will. And my question is, is when's the last time that you actually just prayed to God and said, Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. I, I know, Lord, every time I talk to you, it's always because I need something or want something. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna! But Lord, you are more than just doing something for me. You are my God. You are King. You are Savior. And whether or not you move in this situation, you have set me free from a life of sin. You have broken the chains that had me bound. You've taken the fear. You've given me hope. You've given me a joy that no money can buy. Hallelujah. All my life, you've been so, so good. sing out this song and I want you to remain seated just for a time and just spend some time with God right now talk to him tell him what's on your mind who still believes that our God can move mountains our God is moving mountains God is doing so many amazing things and we'd be here all afternoon talking about it but if there's a need, if there's something that's on your heart, I encourage you to come down and pray and say, God, thank you for who you are. Lord, I want my light to shine. I want my life to shine. I, I want to be successful. I want my business to grow. I want to, to get that job. I want to get that promotion, and that's all good. But Lord... Whether I get it or not, I'm still going to put you first in my life. And when I get it, it's you that gave it to me. And it's you that deserve and give all the praise. All the glory belongs to you, Lord. I will see of the goodness of God.
Maybe you're here this morning with us and you say, uh, Pastor, I'm not right with God. God is not in my heart. He's not in my life. Pastor, I know if I was to die today, because we are not promised tomorrow, I don't know where I would spend eternity. The Bible says that sin separates us from God. And that we were all born with sin, but there's a God in heaven who came over 2,000 years ago, lived a life, a pure, holy life, and came to serve and not be served, came to die for us on a cross. And he's here this morning and he's saying, I want to come into your heart. The question is, will you allow him into your life? Will you allow him into your heart? So when we sing this song, if that's you this morning, you can just come down to this altar. If that's you, no one's, no one's looking around. No one's, this is, this. How many you know the church is not a place to judge? The church is a hospital. Amen? This place is a hospital. And if that's you this morning, you say, Pastor, I want to I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. You come down when we're singing this song and let me pray with you. Let me pray with you this morning. And if you, maybe this morning, you, uh, Jesus is in your heart. And you say, but I, I want to come down to the altar and I just want to give God praise and thanks for what he has done in my life. When's the last time we just said, thank you, God, for what you have done? Lord, you are worthy to be praised. Amen. Let's all stand. If that's you this morning, may God, the Holy Spirit is working on people's hearts. Surrender to God. Don't fight. Don't, don't. Just say, hey, this is a, this is a commitment I'm going to make this morning. I'm going to come down. I'm going to, I'm going to lay my pride aside. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to come to your altar, God. Amen? Amen. Let's sing out that song. If that's you this morning, just come down to the altar and get a, get a hold of God this morning. Lord, yes,
morning someone this morning got delivered I mean we serve a God who delivers his people someone this morning got delivered for many years you 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 you, you want to be accepted you try to do it to please because that's a good thing you, you have the goodness of your heart but you know there's a God in heaven who says you don't have to worry about them just worry about me remember the more time we spend with God in the alone and the quiet place the more we will know what he wants from us and nothing else matters he'll take care of the rest it's when we're not spending that alone time with God when we're doing everything else when we're so busy and it's when those are because I'm not going to lie I like compliments Please don't take this as never give me a compliment again. I like a little compliment. It's, you know, but by God's grace, it doesn't, it's him that gets the glory. It's God that gets the glory. Amen. Who received his word this morning? Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, God. Let's bow our heads. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Mike Regis, if you could come down and uh, just say a blessing over the service as we dismiss. Hallelujah. Let's all bow our heads this morning as our brother dismisses us. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. And this, it's the Palm Sunday, Father, when you make your triumphal entry into Jerusalem and prepare for the coming week ahead and what lies before you. 
we just thank you for the uh, uh, honor that you have for your father and that you will follow his word and, and uh, look for him to, for your answers, Father. And we just ask, Father, that you be with us this week and that you turn our heads towards your father and that we rely on him each day and that we uh, let him go before us, Father. We just thank you for this special day, this Palm Sunday. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Go in peace. Hallelujah. And more that shines in the night than just the moon. It's more than just this fire that keeps me warm. In a shelter that is larger than this room. And there's a loyalty that's deeper than musicians. And the music higher than the songs that I can sing. The stuff of earth competes for the allegiance. I owe only to the giver of all good things. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. And if I can't, And if I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me these songs. And if I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for his home. There's more that dances and the breeze than the wind, and more that pulses in the ocean and the the love that is fiercer than the love that we have friends, more gentle than mothers, and the babies at our side. And there's a loyalty that's deeper than Lucifer's, and the music higher than the songs that I can sing. Stuff of earth competes for the allegiance, I owe only to the giver of all good things. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. And if I can't let me fall on the grace first brought me to you. And if I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me this song. And if I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for his home. If I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. And if I can't